This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. At this point in time, my attorney passes the witness to H's attorney and H's attorney starts questioning the defendant. And H's attorney starts out by saying, defendant, my name is Murray Camp. I represent H in this case. Can we have some agreements before we proceed with my line of questioning, please, ma'am? And the first agreement is whenever I refer to H, you understand that to be H's full name, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and the same with Crystal. If I say Crystal, that means Crystal Wrighton. Fair enough. Defendant, agreed. Attorney, okay. Have you ever been deposed before? Defendant, yes. Attorney, how many times? Defendant, oh, I think once. Attorney, and that was a civil case? Defendant, I don't know what it was called. Criminal case, I guess. She went to prison. Attorney, so you gave a deposition testimony in a criminal case? Defendant, I believe so. Attorney, okay, can you generally describe what the case was about? Defendant, my boss at the time was committing a crime, so the FBI investigated and she went to prison. Attorney, okay, and what year was that? Defendant, oh gosh, maybe 2009. I could be wrong, maybe 2010. Attorney, Okay. And you gave a deposition testimony in a room like this, or was it in court? Defendant, oh no, it was in a conference room. Attorney, okay. Any other times you've given deposition testimony? Defendant, I don't think so. Attorney, have you ever given testimony at trial? Defendant, oh no, not other than what it's called a temporary orders hearing. Attorney, okay. Other than your current pending divorce, have you ever previously given any testimony for trial? Defendant, no. Attorney, now you'll recall at the beginning of the day, you took an oath to tell the truth. You swore to tell the truth. The defendant, nodded her head. Attorney, and you understand that the testimony you give here today has the same weight and effect as if it were in a court of law giving it live. Correct? Defendant, yes, correct. And then H's attorney says, and that if you don't tell the truth, it can be perjury, correct? Defendant, absolutely. Attorney, and perjury is a crime, right? And defendant says, correct. So the defendant has already had some inconsistencies within her own deposition, but here she seems to clearly understand the definition of perjury. H's attorney goes on to say, now I'm handing you just real quick what I've marked as exhibit four, a true copy of the third amended notice for your deposition here today. Fair enough. Defendant, okay. Attorney, and how have you seen this document before? Defendant, I've probably not looked at it, I'll be honest. Attorney, all right. So do you see on page three where it says exhibit A? Defendant, page three, oh yes, yes. Attorney, okay. And there's some definitions that go on and some instructions for another page. And then there's some document requests beginning on page five, right? Defendant, okay. Attorney, and do you see the first request? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and it asks you for all non-privileged documents used to which you referred or that you reviewed in preparation for this deposition. Did I read that correctly? Defendant, yes. Attorney, have you produced all those documents either in connection with this subpoena or a previous document production request? 
Defendant, I didn't review anything before today, really, but anything I've given, I've given. Attorney, okay, well, let's talk about what you did do to get ready for your deposition today. You didn't look at any documents? Defendant, no. Attorney, I'm sorry, is it funny? Defendant, no, no, no. I didn't know I was supposed to, or I definitely would have brought stuff so I could answer his questions better earlier. Attorney, well, I'm just focusing on what you did do to get ready today. Defendant says, okay. Attorney, so we didn't look at any documents. I assume you had some meeting. I'm not going to ask you about the conversations you had with your lawyer, but I assume you met with your lawyer or at least had some conversations with him. Defendant, okay. Attorney, did you review any posts or internet materials? Defendant, I did not. Attorney, okay. Did you do any other thing except talk to your lawyer in preparation for your testimony here? Defendant, I did not. Attorney, did you talk to any third parties? Did you talk to any friends or confidants? Defendant, I didn't. The night before this deposition, the defendant made a live video where she said that she had prepared like nobody's business. Where will I be tomorrow? Oh, I wish I could tell you. Mm, in hell, literal hell. But it'll be okay, honestly. I'm not I'm not nervous about it. I have like no anxiety. It's not gonna be fun. It's heartbreaking, but it'll be worth it in the long run. And I have prepared for this like no one's business. So so the defendant just said under oath that she did nothing to prepare. However, not even 24 hours prior, she made a video saying that she had prepared like nobody's business. H's attorney goes on to say, now looking at request number two, it asks for all your posts referring or discussing H or Crystal Wrighton or both, including any written material posted or uploaded to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Gomi. I've paraphrased a little bit, but in terms of request number two, have you produced all the documents responsive to that request? Defendant, I believe so. Attorney, and if you would read request number three for me as well. Defendant, oh, all correspondence, including without limitation, all letters, emails, IM, SMS, or text messages, or other form of written communication between defendant on one hand and H on the other, discussing any party to this lawsuit. Attorney, do you believe you've produced all documents responsive to that? Defendant, I believe so. I don't really understand that sentence. Attorney, okay, request number four. I don't need you to read it out loud, but review it very quickly, and I'm going to ask you the same question. Did you produce, have you produced all the documents responsive to that request? Number four says, produce all emails, texts, and other written correspondence between you and any third party other than any privileged attorney-client communication that relates to the subject matter of this cause. Defendant says, I believe so. Attorney, and the same with number five, and I understand there's a lot of posts, but it says any documents reflecting, proving, demonstrating, or supporting the truth of any of the following statements, and then there's a chart with some of the posts. Defendant says, yes. Attorney, do you you believe you've produced all the documents responsive to that request? Defendant says, I feel like so. Yes. So request number five is asking for the defendant to provide any supporting documentation that H or I have posted about the defendant on GOMI. And the defendant says that, yes, she believes that she has produced all of that. Nothing was ever turned over. Attorney, now there are some documents that haven't been produced that we've identified here earlier. And one was, I believe you called it a spreadsheet, but then clarified that it was a Google Doc. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, but kind of acts like a spreadsheet or a table or something, right? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, and describe this spreadsheet. What's on it? Defendant, just like, it's like four usernames. And then I wrote like notes of what the username said, because like when you're reading through these posts, you start seeing a pattern of speech and what that person knows. 
goes. So like I typed on a Google document, this person talked about this. And then the other day I was like, oh my gosh, they talked about XYZ. Attorney, I have looked at our document production and I cannot find a copy of that document. Defendant, okay. Attorney, is there any reason why you haven't produced that? Defendant, no. It's like, just like, say the equivalent of scratch notes. I'm happy to do whatever I need to. Attorney, okay. I believe it's responsive to a previous production. Can we have your agreement that you will produce the document? Defendant's attorney says, yes, sir. Defendant says, but also I do think defendant's former attorney gave that. Attorney, and if he did, then my bad, but I don't think he did. I could be wrong. Defendant, well, it's in the Bartonville police report. I saw it. So the only thing in the the Bartonville police report that the defendant turned over is a handwritten note where the defendant wrote down names. H's attorney goes on to say, so what you're referring to is the document attached to the police report. Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, I'd like an independent copy of it as well. And then the defendant's attorney says, absolutely. Attorney, all right. And has that, since you've produced it to the Bartonville Police Department, and let me ask you this, did you give it to them in the November 2020 time frame? somewhere when at first defendant interrupts and says, I think so. Attorney, has there been any changes made to that document between November 2020 and today? Defendant, no. Attorney, before we go there, so as we sit here today, do you believe that H has posted under another username other than her own any posts referring to you or your business or GOMI? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, at this time, let's talk about November slash December 2020. Did you believe that H in that time frame had posted any anything on GOMI under any username about you or your business? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, so. And then the defendant gets emotional and starts to cry and says, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Attorney, what are you sorry for? Defendant, sorry. Attorney, do you need a minute? Defendant, uh uh-uh. Attorney, are you sure? Defendant, uh uh-huh. Attorney, okay, now. When did you conclude that H, in fact, had not posted anything on GOMI? Defendant's attorney says, objection form. And then H's attorney says, what's your objection? And then defendant's attorney says, that misstates facts and evidence. H's attorney says, okay, well, let me see if I can clear that up because I want to address your objection. In late 2020, you had believed H had, in fact, been posting on GOMI derogatory information about you or your business under some other username, right? Defendant, correct. Attorney, now today, you do not have that same opinion. Defendant, it's not that I don't. I mean, attorney, well, I believe you just testified that you don't think she did. Defendant, it's not that I don't think she did it. It's that like above all else, I just don't want to believe that. Attorney, okay, well, earlier, I believe you said that now you don't think she did. Defendant, honestly, I like, I just know her and I think, I think she got in too deep and she got manipulated. Attorney, all right. And how did she get manipulated? Defendant, by Crystal because she spoke too much about me and I think. Attorney, and you believe Crystal manipulated H? Defendant, yes, absolutely, yes. Attorney, and how did she do that? What's your belief on how she did that? Defendant, because I think that H, because she was young, spoke about my life to Crystal and the role that she was in my life, she shouldn't be doing that. And I think that Crystal, well, and the reason I think is because H originally told me she was terrified of Crystal and her mom is sleeping at her house in her, I mean, sleeping in her bed because she was so scared of Crystal. So that would make me believe that Crystal was obviously manipulating the situation. But then things would get posted where it looked like it was H saying it, but you just know her. Like, well, you just know, like, 
I just like, I just loved her. Attorney, what facts do you have that show that Crystal was manipulating H? And you talked about, you know, you just testified that she told you she was terrified of Crystal. Defendant nods head. Attorney, other than that statement, what other facts do you have to show that Crystal was manipulating H? Defendant, she went with me to the police and told the police that she too believed that only Crystal had this information that was posted about me online. She told me, her mom, and the police on record on video that you have that she was scared of Crystal, that her mom was sleeping in her bed at night. She said several things throughout the video, which I'm sure you've seen, that would make any logical person believe that she knew that it was Crystal posting these things. And then at the end of the video, she says, can Crystal manipulate anything that she has said to get her in trouble? She did not say, did defendant or can defendant manipulate anything I've said to get me in trouble because H knows I would never do that. Attorney, is there anything else? Any other facts that lead you to the conclusion that Crystal was manipulating H? Defendant, there's a million. Attorney, well, now it's my time to ask, so I've got to ask. Defendant, oh my God. Attorney, what facts do you have to show additional facts that Crystal was manipulating H? Defendant, she was my best friend, the person I trusted more than anybody in the whole world, and now she's an intervener in the same girl's lawsuit that she just told me was talking horrible about me on the internet. I never paid attention to that troll blog for 10 years. Attorney, so the fact that she sued you is a fact that shows that defendant interrupts and says, no, you know the logic in that. I would like to point out that the manner in which the defendant is answering the questions by H's attorney is drastically different from the manner in which she was answering the questions by my attorney. When my attorney was questioning her, she was constantly trying to get around the question. She was asking him to repeat things repeatedly. But then suddenly when H's attorney started questioning her, she started being very agreeable. She was trying to be very positive. She was trying to sort of rewrite history with her narrative about H and very much try to cater to H and love bomb H. And so what I find is an interesting juxtaposition is that while she is talking about how I had manipulated H, she was trying to manipulate H and the entire situation. H's attorney goes on to say, I'm just trying to get the facts, ma'am. I'm trying to understand the facts that you base that conclusion on. That's all. Any other facts that you can tell me here today for that conclusion? Defendant, will you restate your question? Attorney, any other facts that reflect that Crystal was manipulating H that you have not testified about? Defendant, because H said out of her mouth that Crystal would take things that she said and twist them into other things. H said out of her mouth that she said in a police report on the police video several statements that made it appear that she was the one telling Crystal information, but that she never knew Crystal was going to repeat it on the internet. Attorney, when's the first time I believe you testified that on the 2nd, November 2nd, was when you first became aware of what was happening? That was the date. Defendant, no, that was the first day of that week. That was not the first day I became aware of what happened. I became aware of what happened on October 21st. Attorney, okay, and what happened on October 21st? Defendant, I decided to read Gomi. Attorney, and so you saw those posts on Gomi. Defendant nods her head and then says, because it was just our relationship. Attorney, and what did you do in response to that after you read them? I mean, I'm sure it had some sort of impact on you. Defendant nodded her head. And then H's attorney says, did you formulate a plan of action at that point? And the defendant says, yes. So earlier on page 89, the defendant had a different story. My attorney said, other than this unique information, 
information that only you knew and Crystal only knew. You two were the only ones who knew it. Is there any other basis for your opinion that Crystal Wrighton posted anything negative about you on Gomi? Defendant says... H told her, H told the police, H told her friends. So on page 89, she was trying to say that the basis for her belief that I had written about her on Gomi was because H told her. However, here she admits that she started to formulate a plan of action on October the 21st when she decided to read Gomi, which is yet another inconsistency in her deposition, which arguably could be considered perjury. Attorney says, what was that plan of action? Defendant says, I went to my friend, her attorney friend's office, and and me and H sat down and we discussed what was written and what was said. And then H and I discussed it more at length at home that night. Attorney, now when you say, and was this the first discussion you had with H about what you saw on Gomi? Defendant nodded her head. Attorney, this was the night of, and then defendant answers November 3rd. Attorney, and what did H specifically tell you to your recollection? Defendant, she said that Crystal was a psychopath and that she was terrified of her and that she thought she was obsessed with me and that she said horrible things about me at work, even though H hadn't told me that before. And that even though I didn't know that Crystal didn't like me, that that was a constant conversation they had and that me thinking that Crystal was trying to turn me against other employees was correct. And she didn't. And she said she was really sorry. She never thought that anything she ever told her in confidence would get repeated on the internet. We went through like usernames that she thought was her and that I thought was her. And then H's attorney says, well, in fact, the first time you talked to H about it, you told her that the FBI had already confirmed that Crystal was posting these things. Defendant says that's not true. So the defendant is denying that she told H that she told her that the FBI had already confirmed this. However, the defendant already has admitted in the police body cam footage that she did lie to H about having IP addresses that connected me to this. And that was part of her narrative when she told H that's why the FBI had confirmed this. So she's denying this here, but she's already said on body camera footage that she did lie to H and told her that she had the IP addresses thinks that I already have the match between the IP address and Gomi. And she thinks that, and that is why she even talked to me to begin with. Crystal's probably convinced her since then there's no possible way I can have that without mm. Crystal knowing. And I don't care. I already had her admit it in front of H's attorney goes on to say, when's the first time you contacted the FBI about the Gomi post? Defendant says, I don't know the specific date, but I can get that information. Attorney, was it before November 3rd? Defendant, I don't think so because I wanted to talk to H first. Attorney, any other facts that we haven't discussed that show Crystal was manipulating H? Defendant, Crystal said that, I mean, H said that Crystal was obsessed with H herself and that she was worried that if she she said this on the police video as well, that if she was to cut Crystal off, she didn't know what Crystal would do and that she ended up, she produced a bunch of text messages that showed Crystal messaging her repeatedly saying, where are you? I'm worried about you. She showed me a text message in her phone from Steph that said something about a blogger's boyfriend breaking up with her. And then H said, huh, what do you mean? And Steph said, I just wanted to get your attention. Crystal's about to go into cardiac arrest because she hasn't talked to you in 24 hours. And I thought that was weird because H kept making it sound
sound like her and Crystal weren't that close and that she didn't like her and that she thought she was a creep and weirdo. And she said all of that on my security cameras at home. And so in saying that stuff, it made me feel like she not only agreed that Crystal had mental issues, but that she was obsessing over me and H at that point and that she was scared of what was going to happen to her if she just cut Crystal off cold turkey. And then she told the police the same thing on the video. H's attorney says, I'm going to object. No, I'm not going to object. Never mind. I withdraw that objection. Then he says, so I believe you'd also testified earlier that H told you that Crystal was, and I may be butchering this, but socks for Africa defendant. Uh huh. That she thought that account was hers. Attorney. Yeah. H told you that defendant. Uh huh. Attorney. And when did she tell you that defendant in the car when we were going left under the overpass? Attorney, okay. Did you ask her what basis you have to know that? Defendant, yeah, because we went through a bunch of different names. Attorney, and what did she tell you the basis for knowing that? Defendant, that only Crystal knew what that was talking about and that her and Crystal had had conversations in the office where Crystal had talked negatively about those subjects. Attorney, do you believe H hacked any of your social media accounts, business or personal? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, which accounts? Defendant, my iCloud. Attorney, well, that's not really, well, that's a storage account, right? Defendant says, that's my iMessages. So when the defendant made all of her posts with her false and defamatory narrative about hacking, at times she would imply that I had hacked. Then here she's saying H has hacked. And I would also like to point out that a few weeks ago, the defendant made another false and defamatory live video where she openly accuses her husband of being the one that had hacked her iCloud and deleted our messages. Like, do I think she deleted her text message from my text message thread from my phone the night that I told everybody and went to an attorney and told them I knew what was happening? No, because you weren't in my house. But I wasn't about to say at the deposition that it was either my employee who was standing in my house right now, who I thought I could trust with my life, or my husband deleting the text messages. But do who do I believe did it now? Yeah, of course. Because this is the thing. No. Nobody, no woman is going to delete a text message thread and then save the woman's name in my phone under her husband's phone number and not look to see if her husband's ever texted me. Because now in that phone that I still have, if you look up her, 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 her name, the conversation in the text thread is a conversation I've had with her husband. So now the defendant has accused three separate people of hacking her iCloud, deleting her text messages, and her story has changed multiple times, despite the fact that she constantly says that the truth never changes. H's attorney goes on to say, what about Instagram or Facebook? Do you believe that she hacked any of your accounts there? Defendant, I believe she accessed my, I have record that someone in which I believe to be H accessed my Instagram. I think I produced it already like eight days after she was gone. I would like to point out at this time that the defendant and H lived very, very close to each other. And the way the cell towers work, any device that was at the defendant's house easily could have appeared to be using a cell tower. H's attorney goes on to say, let's talk about H's role in the company. When did she first start working for you? Defendant, when she was like 17. Attorney, and do you remember what date approximately in which year? Defendant, I don't. Attorney, and how long before 2020? Defendant, yeah, since she was 17. Attorney, okay, so this was what, 2016, 2017, she started working for you? Defendant, I don't know how old she is now. Attorney, and what were her job responsibilities? Defendant, everything. Attorney, what does that mean? I mean, describe that. Defendant, she's like my number one. Attorney, what is included in that? 
defendant. Like she just, she makes magic happen. H's attorney, I'm going to object as non-responsive because I have to. Attorney then says, and I appreciate what you're trying to say, but I need more specifics. Specifically, what were her job duties? Defendant, so when she first started, she was more like an assistant. I mean, she just helps me with everything. She's my, she was my right hand. She, she always has been. Someone I, attorney says, would that include like inventory management? Defendant, model inventory management. Attorney, ordering. Defendant, if it took, yeah, going to market with me. Attorney, managing Instagram and Facebook accounts. Defendant, yes. Attorney, communicating with clientele. Defendant, yes. Attorney, so she had access your firm and personal Instagram and Facebook accounts because that was part of her job, right? Defendant, correct. Attorney, so when did she quit working for you? Defendant, I never saw her again after we went to the police. November 6th. Attorney, so it's your testimony here that she quit. Defendant, yeah, November 6th. I mean, I guess I never talked to her again. Attorney, and you never terminated her. Is that? Defendant says no. Oh, I'm sorry. In the Bartonville police report, it is written that defendant told the Bartonville police that she terminated H on November the 7th and had changed all of her passwords for all of her personal life and business. But here in this sworn deposition, the defendant is acting as if H quit or just never came back to work. H's attorney goes on to say, so after you left the police station on, and you were at the police station on November the 3rd, right? Defendant says 6th. Attorney, November 6th. And after you left the police station, did you leave with H? Defendant, no, I had to go pick up my dad from the hospital. Attorney, okay. And did you have any conversations that day after you left the police station with anyone else about what H said at the police station? Defendant, yes. And who did you talk to? Defendant, former photographer. Attorney, and what did you tell former photographer? Defendant, the conversation we had at the police station. Attorney, okay, can you be more specific? Defendant, I was crying. I was upset. I was like asking her to please just say it can't be true, you know, to pray so hard that H cannot be involved in this. I would like to point out that here she was asked if she had any conversations with anyone after she left the police station and the only person who she names is the former photographer. However, in the police report, and we have seen these in an earlier episode, she immediately texted her friend group and said that H lied to the police. So she neglected to disclose that in this deposition, which is yet another inconsistency. H's attorney goes on to say, do you believe that your husband and H have had any conversations about either your divorce or this case? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, do you suspect it? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, you don't know if you suspect it? Right now, do you have the suspicion as we sit here today? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what about H and Crystal? Do you believe they are in active conversation or collusion? Defendant, I believe that H is trying to protect herself. Attorney, and what do you mean by protect herself? Defendant from Crystal. Attorney, do you believe she's still afraid of Crystal? Defendant, yes, I believe she's still being manipulated by Crystal. Attorney, and what facts do you base that conclusion on? Defendant, there's no human being on the planet that knows H's core better than I do. That's not blood related to her. And there's also no human being on the planet who wants good for that girl more than I do. And I know she knows that. And I know that she got too far involved and does not know how to get out of it. H's attorney says objection non-responsive. And then says, what facts do you 
have. Defendant says, those are facts. Attorney, well, do you have any document or communication or statement to support that? Defendant, I have seven years of the best relationship. I have seven years of my relationship with H to go off of. Attorney, okay, so is the answer no, you can't cite one fact, one statement, one document that supports that conclusion? Defendant, that she's being manipulated by her? Attorney, right. Defendant, well, we sat in the police station and said she was terrified of her so much that her mom slept in her bed because she was scared of Crystal. And now she's an intervener in Crystal's lawsuit. Attorney, okay. And so you think her being an intervener in this lawsuit is probative or reflective of Crystal manipulating her? Defendant, yes, absolutely, yes. I would like to pause here. H was asked in her deposition how she came to be an intervener in this lawsuit. And she said on the record that my attorney called her because she was a person with relevant knowledge of facts. And through the course of that conversation, H made the decision that she would seek legal counsel and ultimately decided to intervene in this lawsuit. The attorney goes on to say, and other than what she said at the police station, what other facts do you have to support that? Defendant. Well, every day we had conversations the entire week about what was going on. I mean, every single day we would talk about it. Attorney, okay, defendant, I've handed you through your counsel a document I have marked as Exhibit 6, and I'll represent to you this is a true copy of not only yours, but also your company's responses to Plaintiff Crystal Wrighton's request for admissions. Fair enough? Defendant, fair enough. Attorney, okay, you've seen these requests before. I imagine they took quite a bit of time to respond to. Is that correct? Defendant, no. Attorney, okay, but you've seen them before. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and when you're answering these admissions, you're answering both on behalf of your yourself personally and at least at the time the LLC, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, all right, so can we look at request for admission number one on page three, please? Defendant, okay. Attorney, and it has a statement here that you admit to that says, since you admitted that you haven't told your mom about Crystal's nine freaking profiles where she talks to herself about me with information you admitted giving her, tell her to save her apology. Did I read that correctly? Defendant, you did. Attorney, and when you're using the word you, like after, since, and after information, are you responding to H? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and that's who you mean as H. Defendant, in this statement, yes. Attorney, right. I'm just asking about this statement. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and looking at request for admission number three on the same page where you've admitted to this statement, neither of you had any reason in your entire life to be this kind of hateful. When you say neither of you, does that include H? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and the other person would be Crystal. Defendant, in this statement, yes. Attorney, in request for admission, number four, again, that you've admitted to, it states, and I will sit here and watch you try to destroy everyone you know who is weak enough to fall for your profanity just to keep trying to destroy me. The you in that sentence, who does that refer to? Defendant says, not H. Attorney, who does that refer to? Defendant, whoever is stalking me on the internet, saying and doing these things. Attorney, so this was a response to one of the Gomi trolls. Defendant, yes, but specifically, I did not say that about H. Attorney, okay, were you referring to Crystal when you use the word you. Defendant, I could have been. So she says specifically, I did not say that about H. However, this statement came from the defendant's original post on November 13th, 2020, when her campaign of lies began. And she is talking directly to H and I both in this entire post, naming us by name multiple times. So it's unclear why she is saying suddenly that she's not talking about H in this when that entire post was about both H 
and I. H's attorney goes on to say, on page four of this exhibit in request for admission number seven, you admit to making the following statement. Obviously, I wouldn't risk her imaginary open quote attorneys closed quote she called when she walked out because she thought I was onto her. So thankful you told her otherwise so she could keep terrorizing me so y'all could. Now, when you're talking about she, when she walked out because she thought I was onto her, who is she? Defendant. So H, and I'm glad you have this because I forgot about this conversation. H and I had a conversation where she said that Crystal must have thought. So in August, I said to H that I was going to start reading Gomi because I was having so much anxiety because H would come to work every day and tell me what Gomi said. And it was exactly what was happening in my life. Just like she said at the police station with a twist. So just like she said on the police video, it would be almost the truth. And then one small thing would be changed to make it sound horrible about me. And she said that she felt that Crystal must have thought that I was onto her because I was now reading Gomi, except for I did not read Gomi until October 21st, number one. Then she said, and then H's attorney interrupts and says, I'm going to object to all of this as non-responsive. Back up. Let me rephrase it. Maybe I didn't say it clearly. Defendant says, okay. Attorney, when you're talking, when you use the word she, who is she? Who is that specific person? Defendant, Crystal. So H's attorney was asking specifically about RFA number seven. And in RFA number seven, she says, y'all. And again, this is the same original post from November 13th of 2020, where the entire post is directed to H and I. So here she's attempting to rewrite history in a bunch of word salad. But in reality, she was talking about H and I named us in the post says y'all so a person of ordinary intelligence would conclude that she was talking about H and I. H's attorney goes on to say in looking down at request for admission number nine you admit to making the following statement he done saw y'all's text like I always say and y'all got mine plus my pics downloaded not smart so go right ahead mamacita who is the y'all you're referring to in that statement Defendant says, whoever was accessing my iCloud. Attorney, okay. And would that include H? Defendant, yes, because her MacBook was signed into my iCloud without permission. Attorney, we'll get to that in a sec. But is there anyone else, anybody else besides H that is in, that is the y'all? Because y'all is plural. Defendant, well, whoever she's looking at my text messages with. Attorney, would that include Crystal? Defendant, I don't know if they did or not. Attorney, on page five, request for admission 15, you admit to making the following post. You tried to ruin my business and my life and you reveled in it and bragged about it, thinking you were untouchable. Shame on you both and shame on you for what you're doing to so many other people's lives, getting them to do their dirty work. Now, in that first sentence, you tried to ruin my business and life. Who is the you you're referring to? Defendant, I would say that is Crystal. Attorney, okay. And then when you say shame on you both, are you referring to both Crystal and H? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and when you're saying they are doing to so many other people's life, getting them to do their dirty work, what dirty work are they getting other people to do? Defendant, not they, just Crystal. Attorney, okay, all right. Defendant, I don't think I said their dirty work. I think I said so many other people's lives, getting them to do your dirty work. Attorney, okay, so you're just specifically referring to Crystal. Defendant, yes, not H. Attorney, now request for admission 16, you said, I'll send y'all mine, but y'all know it's deleted. You made that on Facebook on November 13th. When you're referring to y'all, to y'all know it's deleted, what are you specifically referring to? Defendant, I actually don't know. That's the truth. But if you could tell me the context. Again, this is the post on November 13th where she uses both of our names and suddenly she is acting as if she doesn't know the context 
context of these statements. H's attorney goes on to say, on request for admission 18 at the bottom of page five, you admit to making the following post. Did you see the part where I said hate blogging about me for years? Open parentheses. H admitted it, boo. Before I ever met the woman, hate blogging. Where you said hate blogging for me for years, who was hate blogging about you for years? Defendant. So H said that Crystal had been on Gomi for years, like reading all the posts before I even knew who Crystal was. So that's what I'm talking about in this situation. Because remember, the entire week, H was convinced that it was Crystal who was writing these posts and saying these things. Attorney. And on page six, request for admission number 21, you admit to making the following post. They deleted incriminating things from everywhere and tried to blame other people. Defendant says, what number are you on? H's attorney says, I'm sorry, 21 on page six. Defendant, okay. Attorney, let me repeat it. They deleted incriminating things from everywhere and tried to blame other people. Who is the they you're referring to? Defendant, not H. Attorney, is it Crystal? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, just one of the hate bloggers? Defendant, we're figuring that out. Once again, this was in the original post on November 13th where she mentions H and I by name and suddenly she is saying that it definitely doesn't refer to H and she doesn't know if it refers to me or not. Then H's attorney says, and when you say they, can you describe generally who you're talking about when you mean they? And you may not know their identity, I get it, but are there specific individuals either under pseudonyms or actual names that you're responding or you're referring to there? Defendant, no. Attorney, if these undefined people deleted incriminating things from everywhere, what incriminating things did they delete? Defendant, I don't remember. Attorney, let me ask you this. From everywhere, what does everywhere refer to? Defendant, I wish I could tell you that, what that sentence was about. We can look it up. Attorney, well, I mean, it's right here. You admit to it. We got the sentence. I'm just wondering what incriminating thing. First, we don't know who they is because you just don't recall. And then deleted incriminating things. What incriminating things were deleted? Defendant, okay, for example, Crystal's text messages were deleted from my phone. Her text thread and her contact was then replaced with her husband's phone number, except for her husband had already texted me before, so I had prior text messages from him and my phone. So it said my husband's name under his name, but it said Crystal under my husband's name where it would be. And I actually had screenshotted text messages before of my husband texting me about Crystal's birthday that prior April when I went to her drive-by birthday party. And I had screenshotted those and sent them to H before, so I know his name was in my phone. Her text message thread was completely deleted from my phone, and her number was now under, I mean, her name was now under my husband's number. Attorney says, so you used that to conclude that somebody deleted incriminating evidence off databases. Defendant, yes, and I'm sorry. I may have termed that in that way, but as you, as we spoke through it, I remembered. And the reason I said it is because those are the text messages between Crystal and I for the entire history. And we text every day and they're all gone. And H knew they were all gone because we were both freaking out. Attorney, okay, so they does not include H. Defendant, no. Attorney, but it may include other people, including Crystal. Defendant, yes. Attorney, but other than things that you observed on your phone, incongruous things you've just described on your phone, are there any other facts that you base that conclusion that either Crystal or somebody else deleted incriminating things from your phone? Defendant, so when this first happened, I thought that if H was involved, did Crystal get her to delete those text messages? And I prayed to God that Crystal did not talk her into that. I told H that a million times. Just tell me if you did and I can protect you, but she did not tell me she did. Attorney, so her not telling you she did leads you to the conclusion that this stuff was deleted? Defendant, no. She said that she didn't delete it. It was deleted. She saw right there. We went and looked through. We went and looked through other people's text messages in my phone to see if these people's messages were still in my phone as well. Attorney, and when did this deletion occur, do you think? Defendant, it happened, oh God, I think, H, at the time, I think, I thought 
Scott H. deleted those text messages on the night that I voted November 3rd. Attorney, and what investigation did you conduct other than just looking at your phone to conclude that things were deleted from your phone? Did you take the phone to a technical specialist and say, hey, can you tell me what happened? Defendant, well, if it's not there anymore, it's not there. Attorney, did you take the phone to a technical specialist and ask them to analyze the phone to see if they could tell how it got deleted? Defendant, technically, yes. Apple provided me with my old backups. Attorney, so did you go to the Apple store to do that? Defendant, no. I have a tier three support person at Apple. I have an investigation case with them. I would like to point out that zero things from Apple were ever turned over. They were not turned over to the police, nor were they produced in this lawsuit. H's attorney goes on to say, okay, well, so that shows you what was on the phone before and now you're looking at what's on the phone now. Defendant, yes. Attorney, but did you take it to a forensic company, for instance, and say, hey, somebody's been messing with my phone. Tell me who's been deleting these texts from my phone. Defendant, they wouldn't have any way to tell who did that. Attorney, are you a forensic specialist? Defendant, I took it to a forensic person and they said they would not have a way to tell me who deleted something from my phone. Attorney, when did you do that? Defendant, oh gosh, earlier in 2021, I think the documents were provided to you all. Attorney, and which forensic Forensic specialist, did you? Defendant interrupts and says, it's called third tier forensics. Once again, nothing was ever turned over from any forensics company or anything else regarding her iCloud except for the email that was sent by her friend slash employee that was in the Bartonville police report. H's attorney goes on to say, looking at request for admission 23, again on page six, you admit to making the following post. They can talk about me and lie and act like they love me to my face and say the most vicious things publicly, but I need to be private. Who is the they you're referring to? Defendant Crystal. Attorney, okay, and you're not referring to H. Defendant shakes her head. Attorney, why did you use a plural pronoun as opposed to a singular when you're just referring to Crystal? Defendant, because you kind of think of, well, first of all, there's like how many different usernames on that site and you just want to believe that it's more than one person and not just one person sitting there, even though H and I definitely decided that at least, like I said, she said in front of the police that she did not tell her mom that Crystal had nine profiles about me. She only told her mom about Reddit. Attorney, so at the time you made this post, though, you didn't really know who they was, right? Defendant, no. Attorney, and you were still suspecting H at that point, fair? Defendant, so I wouldn't say that because I would say, like, I always knew she was involved more than a good friend would be, more than a friend period would be, right? but I never thought that she did it willingly on her own. Attorney, but you thought she did it. Defendant, I think she did a lot of stuff. Attorney, okay, well, let's talk about the stuff you think she did. Defendant, okay. Attorney, I mean, you think she deleted posts on your phone or texts on your phone. Defendant nodded her head. We are on page 202 and just on page 196, the defendant said that her statement, they deleted incriminating things from everywhere, did not refer to H. Attorney, and do you believe that H either deleted or altered any social media accounts accounts such as Facebook and Instagram. Defendant, no. Attorney, do you believe H deleted or wrongfully manipulated any other information? Defendant, so she, with former employee, made a comment, then H repeated the comment, and then the comment made it to the troll blogs. I think H was involved with that. She's referring to the Christmas Village Cord comment. The defendant goes on to say, they said the exact same thing. That same thing was on the troll blog that night, but I don't know if she did that at the behest of Crystal telling her to or not. Because again, you have to remember, this is like the 
closest person to me in my life. I trusted her more than I trusted my husband. And I told her that all the time. H's attorney says, I'm going to object to everything after again as non-responsive. What other things do you believe H deleted or altered? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, well, as you sit here today, what do you think she deleted or altered other than the messages on the phone? Defendant says, my heart tells me she tried to stay away from this stuff since then because she knows I'm not going to quit. Attorney, you know what your heart tells you is just not evidence. I'm sorry. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, I've got to ask for statements and for documents and that type of thing. What evidence do you have of that? Defendant, she's trying to get like not doing things. Attorney, either doing things or not doing things. Defendant shakes her head. Attorney, no evidence. Defendant, I just, I think her future is too important for her. So it's my opinion. That's all I have. Attorney, so the answer is no. Defendant, I don't have any facts to know she's involved or not involved. Attorney, now looking at request for admission number 24, it says party, but I assume what you said was part. Did you skip the part where I said H already told the police that Crystal is a psychopath and that is on a recording, but you deny making that admission. You don't recall making that admission at all. Defendant, yeah, that's correct. Attorney, did H ever tell the police that Crystal was a psychopath? Defendant, I don't know if she told the police. She told me and my husband in my kitchen. Attorney, when did she tell you that? Defendant, November 3rd. Attorney, and did she say, hey, I think Crystal is a psychopath? Defendant, yes. She said it several times during the week to my friends on FaceTime as well. Attorney, what friends were those? Defendant lists her friends. Attorney, okay, now looking at request for admission number 26, at the bottom of page six, and then it continues at the top of page seven, you admitted to the following post. Literally, H said the names of the accounts out loud in front of police. And again at the attorney's office. So gross. It's absolutely so incredibly disgusting. Crystal would log in and out and talk to herself. So when you said H says the names of the accounts out loud in front of the police, what accounts are you referring to? Defendant says the accounts on Gomi. There is no footage of H saying any of the usernames on Gomi in the police video. Additionally, when H wrote her statement to the police, she did not include any of the account names on Gomi. Attorney says, and so those will be the usernames of, and then defendant interrupts and says, yes, attorney, when you're saying so gross, what's gross? Is it that H said the names of the accounts out loud or are you just talking about the Gomi posts? Defendant, the whole situation, like this whole experience is gross. I never have said a terse word to these two girls. We didn't have an argument or fallout. Attorney, on request for admission 29 in the middle of page seven, you admit to making the following statement. I understand they don't have anything better to do besides sit at home and profane with people on the internet, but maybe one day they'll realize there are more important things in the world than trying to destroy people that you act like you like to their face. Now, parsing that statement, when you're like the first time you said they, I understand they don't have anything better to do. To whom do you refer? Defendant, internet trolls. Attorney, and is it your testimony here that you're not referring to H? Defendant, that is correct. Attorney, but at this point, you still think H might have been one of the trolls, right? Defendant, so I didn't think H was writing posts on Gomi. I think she was conveying information to Crystal. I would like to point out that once again, this statement was made in the original post where the defendant mentions us both by name. The attorney goes on to say, and you believe that information then became integrated into a post on Gomi. Defendant says, H said that to the police 
case in the video, you have that. The attorney says objection non-responsive. And then he says, we'll disagree about what H said and you said you knew. Defendant says, okay. Attorney, the report will speak for itself, but I'm just trying to understand who they is in the context of this scenario. Defendant, okay. Attorney, and when you say they, they'll realize, again, you're just referring to the posters? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, the GOMI posters generally. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, okay. Now looking at request for admission number 32 on the bottom of page seven, you admit to making the following post. You knew I was such a confident human on top of the world and you willingly participated in trying to destroy my life for no reason. So who is the you in that sentence? Defendant says, not H. H's attorney says, objection, non-responsive. And then says, who is the you in that sentence? Defendant says, Crystal. This statement came from a post that the defendant made and the entire post was about H. H had written a post about the defendant's second Inc. 5000 gala and had shared a picture of the two of them at that gala. This statement came from a post where the defendant had screenshotted that post and then wrote a big long post about how devastated she was that H betrayed her and it was in the middle of her false and defamatory campaign of lies. And so here she is saying that that statement is not about H, it's only about me, but that entire post was about H. H's attorney goes on to say, request for admission number 43 on page 10, you admit to making the following statement. Should I give y'all a discount code? Okay, let's think of one. F-E-L-O-N-Y, that's the discount code. So when you're referring to y'all, to whom are you referring to? Defendant, my friends. Attorney, just generally your friends? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, no one in specific? Defendant, no. This statement was taken from a live video, a 15 minute or so live video where she mentions H and I by name. H's attorney goes on to say, request for admission number 51 on page 11. In the middle of the page, you admit to making the following statement. So anytime you ever feel like anybody's being mean to you on the internet, remember it's one person with too much time, a whole lot of spreadsheets, and a lot of logins, and probably her 23-year-old minion that's really regretting her profanity life choices right now. Now, when you're talking about her little 23-year-old minion, you're referring to H. Defendant, yes, I am. Attorney, okay. And then when you're referring to really regretting her profanity life choices right now, are you referring to the life choices that H made? Defendant, yes, I am. Attorney, and do you still believe that she's regretting her life choices? Defendant, yes, I do. Attorney, and what facts do you base that on? Defendant, because she knows the truth in her gut. Attorney, objection, non-responsive. Do you have any documents, statements, any witnesses, any witness testimony, any facts to show the veracity? Defendant, I don't have facts to show she's regretting her life choices. Attorney, so when you made that statement, you didn't have any facts either, correct? Defendant, it was my opinion. Attorney, anywhere in that statement, do you say anywhere that it's your opinion? Defendant, I feel like that would be a given. It's my private Instagram account. Attorney, so the answer is no. I would like to point out that the defendant did not make her Instagram private until around the end of January of 2022. And she talks about it in this video. But I'll tell you this, if it was not for this little bitty screen right here and I deleted my Facebook, I uh, made my Instagram private, I deleted my store Facebook page, so this video was actually made after this deposition on February the 15th of 2022. And she is talking about how she just made her Instagram private. So here she is trying to imply that it was her private Instagram this whole time when in reality, she had just made her Instagram private. 
H's attorney goes on to say, the answer is no, you have not clarified that this is your opinion anywhere in that statement, correct? Defendant says, say it again. Attorney, let me ask you this. Identify in that statement where you clarified this is just your opinion. Defendant, I said probably her little 23-year-old minions, so I didn't say factually. Attorney, looking at request for admission 53 towards the bottom of page 11, ma'am, you admit to making the following statement. Here's the thing, I ain't stalking you, but I'm going to keep posting all the stupid profanity you do until your profanity is in handcuffs. To whom are you referring to in that case? Defendant, to whoever is stalking me. Attorney, and who is stalking you? Defendant, I do not know. I would like to point out that in this video, on the screen, the defendant has my full name and H's full name listed on the screen. Listen, at the end of the day, here's the thing. I ain't stalking you, but I'm gonna keep posting all the stupid shit you do for as long as you do it till your ass is in handcuffs. You and your little friend. So on the screen, she has the words, swipe up to catch up. I've grouped things in an album so I can keep record of this crazy profanity. Definitely what I want to be dealing with right now for sure. Then the words on the screen say, disgusting, H's full name and Crystal Wrighton. What good do you get from terrorizing me? I'll never understand that. So that is what's written on the screen as she says this. However, in her deposition, she is acting as if she has no idea who she's referring to, just in general, people who are stalking her. H's attorney goes on to say, and again, these are Gomi posters. Defendant, as far as I could tell. Attorney, and how are they stalking you by posting on Gomi? Defendant, yes, driving by my house, taking pictures. Attorney, and who is driving by your house and taking pictures? Defendant, I don't know. I don't know who they are. They used pseudonyms. They used usernames. Attorney, okay, did you personally witness somebody driving by your house and taking pictures? Defendant, yes. Attorney, how many times? Defendant, a couple of times for sure. Attorney, can you tell me when? When did that happen? Defendant, during the summer. During the summer, like the end of the summer or the fall, like after I moved into the Bartonville house. Attorney, and we're talking 2021 or 2020. Defendant, I mean, H was still working for me. We were outside playing with flowers. A couple people drove by. We've talked about it. I've filmed it on social media before people driving by. Attorney taking pictures. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, and you believe that they were the Gomi posters. Defendant, no, I don't know who it is. Not everything is about Gomi posters. Attorney, well, didn't you just say you believe that Gomi posters were stalking you, including posting on Gomi and driving by your house? Defendant, yeah, because sometimes they will put the pictures on Gomi. Attorney, so there are times on Gomi where they put pictures of your house. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, how many times did that occur? Defendant, I don't know because I'll be honest, I've probably only read Gomi six times in the whole year. That's the truth if you want to know. Attorney, did you report that to the police? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, when? Defendant, during all this stuff. Attorney, can you be more specific? Defendant, no. They'll tell you. Attorney, did you report it to the Bartonville Police Department? Defendant, yes. Attorney, did you report it to them on November 3rd when you went down there with H? Defendant, we went there on the 6th. Attorney, I mean the 6th. Defendant, I think we talked about, I think we might have talked about the people driving by then. I did report it like this is a crime. It's not illegal to drive by somebody's house, but it's definitely been a conversation. But also I live in a big house. So maybe people were just driving by because it's the big new house, you know, but you assumed it was Gomi posters. Defendant, only whenever I saw it. Remember, I didn't read Gomi before October. They only told me what Gomi said all the time. There has never been a post from Gomi produced in this lawsuit or to the police that included a picture of the defendant's home. However, in the police footage from when the 
the Bartonville police officers went to the defendant's home on Monday, November the 9th. The defendant talks about this and says she actually had someone who was helping at her warehouse admit to her that they were one of the ones that were driving by and taking pictures of her home because it was so beautiful. So here she is trying to make it sound like people have been stalking her and taking her pictures when in reality, as of November the 9th of 2020, she knew exactly who that person was and it was just somebody that wanted to take a picture of her home because they thought it was pretty. They posted pictures of my house. They post they drive by my house. They post that they, and there are honest people who just want to see it because they're happy because they've shopped with me for so long. One of these girls that was helping us pack orders one night, her name's she's one of, uh, she lives over in I was telling her, or she was at the warehouse one night, and she goes, I have to tell you, I was one of those people who drove by your house that you were talking about on social media. She was like, I never meant anything bad by it, blah, blah, blah. But like, when that happens, there are genuinely people who are just cheering for you. H's attorney goes on to say, and you knew what was being posted. Defendant, well, you don't know. You just hear from them. This is what's being said on the internet. And you're like, that's weird. That's exactly what's happening in my life, minus anything that could have made me look good. Attorney, so what other acts were they taking to stalk you besides posting on Gomi and maybe driving by your house? Defendant, what else do you need? My whole life was on the internet. And it wasn't stuff I was posting every day. Attorney, objection, non-responsive. Is there anything else besides posting on Gomi and maybe driving by your house that these people were doing to stalk you? Defendant, no, not that I can think of. Attorney, at the bottom of page 11, you admit to making, and going to the top of page 12, request for admission 54, you admit to making the following statement. Disgusting. H and Crystal Wrighton, period. What good do you get from terrorizing me? Now, obviously, you're talking about H and Crystal. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, and you've accused them of terrorizing you, correct? Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, identify what H has done to terrorize you. Defendant, well, we spent an entire week with her telling me that Crystal has, you know, at least nine profiles on Gomi and that she logs in and logs out. We made fun of her for talking. I guess that's the way to say it. Not made fun of her, but kind of, I don't know which other way you say it. Her talking to herself, logging in, and we made gestures about how she sits there and comments on every single thing we do, both of us. Not just Crystal stalking me, Crystal stalking H too. Like H literally thought at the time, I mean I believed with my whole heart that H was definitely scared of Crystal. She made it sound like Crystal was stalking her as well, and to be honest, I feel like Crystal was at the time way more obsessed with H than with me until I figured out all this stuff now. And now I think I was just her pawn. So to answer your question, attorney says, yeah, that would be good. And I'm going to object as non-responsive defendant. So she terrorized me by telling me all week long that it was crystal and then turning around and, you know, perhaps being a party to it. Attorney, she was terrorizing you by telling you all week long, all week long that it was crystal. And then she files this lawsuit. Defendant. Yeah. Attorney, I don't understand how that terrorizes you. Defendant, well, because now you're joining a lawsuit saying that Crystal never did any of this stuff. Attorney, so her filing the lawsuit or filing an intervention in this lawsuit is terrorizing you. Defendant, that's not the only thing that was terrorizing, obviously. Attorney, well, you accuse her on November 15th, 2020 of terrorizing you. Defendant, uh-huh. Attorney, so we talked about the week she spent and then the conversations you had that terrorized you. What other actions did she take to terrorize you? Defendant, well, she was logged into my iCloud, which Apple can confirm. Attorney, how did that terrorize you? Defendant, there's no reason H's MacBook needs to be signed into my personal iCloud account. Attorney, and you were terrorized by that? Defendant, well, yes, I was. Attorney, okay, well, what else? Defendant, just the things that they were talking about on the internet. If H was involved in that, then those are terrorizing statements being made. Attorney, okay, and what evidence do you have that H made any of those statements? Defendant, well, some of them are conversations where Crystal was not a party to those conversations, like the conversation about moving the electrical cord 
board from the middle of the table to the wall. It seems so trivial, but I had that conversation with another employee. And then I had the same conversation the same day with H when she would never usually ask me a question like that because she didn't care about the Christmas village. Then the same night, it ends up on the troll blog. As I have previously discussed, and as we have previously heard from the person who actually made this post, none of this is true. H wasn't trying to frame anyone. It was not uncommon for someone to think, how are you going to power a Christmas village in the middle of your foyer when there is no plug on the floor? H's attorney goes on to say, okay, that's the factual basis you used to reach the conclusion that H was involved in, if not directly, at least indirectly, in these posts on Gomi. Defendant, well, that and the fact that I literally spent all my time with her for the last seven years and she disappears on the 6th and I didn't hear from her again. She doesn't come to work on Monday. Her mom doesn't respond to my texts over the weekend. Attorney, and that was an act of terror. Defendant, no, that wasn't an act of terror, but those were incidences that led me to believe that H was involved in the terrorization of me that was happening on the internet. Attorney, okay, so the terrorization really came from the Gomi posters. Defendant, yes. Attorney, fair enough. Defendant, I would say so. Attorney, okay, so when you say H was terrorizing you, what you're saying was she was involved in the hate blogs on Gomi. Defendant, yes, not necessarily posting them though, like she told the police. Attorney, direct or indirect. Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, anything else that we haven't talked about that H did that terrorized you? Defendant, I think logging into the Instagram account after she was already gone. Attorney, okay, let's talk about that. Defendant, okay. Attorney, when did that occur? Defendant, I provided the screenshots of it exactly when it happened. I don't remember the specific date. Attorney, and your contention is that H had unauthorized access to your Instagram after she either quit or terminated whatever the circumstances were of her not working for you anymore. Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. Defendant, after we changed our passwords. Attorney, so you believe that she hacked into your account on Facebook. Defendant, at the time I did. Attorney, and you don't believe that now? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, and at the time was the only thing that led you to the conclusion that she hacked your Facebook account was the fact... Well, let me ask you, because I'm not sure I'm clear on this. What facts do you rely on or did you rely on to conclude that at any point she was hacking into your Facebook? Defendant, because it said that somebody in her neighborhood was logged into my, or not in her neighborhood specifically, I'm sorry. It just said was logged into my Instagram. And I don't know anybody at the time that would have been logged into my Instagram or would have known to log into my Instagram. Attorney, so therefore it's H in your mind. Defendant, yeah, at the time, yes, that's why I believe it to be true, but not like I knew other people that lived in I just didn't know the people that would have access to my Instagram. Attorney, did you take any actions to contact to contact Instagram or to try and verify who was logging into your account? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, and tell me about each one of those times. Defendant, it is ridiculous to talk to Instagram. You will send emails and they say, okay, we'll send it to this person and no one ever helps you. And so at the end of the day, it just wasn't as important figuring out whether she was logged into Instagram. She couldn't really do anything bad either way. It's just a sketch situation, you know? Attorney, and how many emails did you send to Instagram? Defendant, it's like a chat message. You send it. 
attorney, all right, defendant to their support team. They tell you to go through the chat, you go through the support chat, and then they tell you they're going to escalate it to somebody else and they never ever do that. I would like to point out that on page 115, the defendant said she had no contact with Instagram about this. My attorney had said, have you had any contact with Instagram as to your loss of followers on your various Instagram accounts? And defendant says, I have not. We are currently on page 222. However, on page 299, line 11, the defendant also says that she didn't have any confirmation from Instagram. My attorney said, earlier you testified in response to some of Mr. Camp's questions about deleting Instagram followers. Do you recall that? Defendant says, I recall. Attorney, okay, do you believe that Crystal Wrighton in any way deleted Instagram followers? Defendant, I do. Attorney, okay, and tell me every fact upon which you base that opinion. Defendant, I believe that to be true. So, once again, another inconsistency in the defendant's testimony. And all of this testimony was happening on the same day, just within hours. So it seems like from one hour to the next, she can't recall what her narrative is because it changes so frequently. The attorney goes on to say, now looking on page 12 at request for admission number 56, you admit to making the following statement. Anytime y'all do anything nuts, remove followers off my store Instagram. And I'm not exactly sure the context of that, but you're obviously stating that somebody is removing followers off your store Instagram account, right? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and who is the y'all in that sentence? Is it H? Defendant, no. Attorney, who are you referring to? Defendant, whoever is doing that, not H. I don't think she would do that because she got paid if we had followers. Like the more followers we have, the more money she makes because we get more commission. And we were good at that. Attorney, what facts do you have? Well, so you don't know who removed followers off your Instagram. Defendant, uh-uh. Attorney, is that correct? And you didn't know on November 15th, 2020, who was removing followers off your Instagram account, right? Defendant, no, we just controlled it. So once again, did we remove followers off her Instagram? Did we not? Did she have contact with Instagram? Did she not? It's unclear because she is inconsistent. H's attorney goes on to say, now on request for admission number 58, on that same page, you admit to making the following statement. This is for you, H and Crystal, for all the bad things. That's all I can think of because y'all are so stupid. That's what I want y'all to know. And we're obviously talking about H and Crystal there, right? Defendant, uh uh-huh. Attorney, and when you say for all the bad things, what are all the bad things you're referring to? Defendant, I don't know, but you read it so aggressively and I was probably crying my eyeballs out, I just want to say. Attorney, objection non-responsive. Defendant, that's all I can think of. Oh, for all the bad things they did. Attorney, okay, let's identify all those bad things. Defendant, okay. Attorney, please tell me the bad things that H did that you're referring to in that statement. Defendant, I don't know all the bad things that I was referring to in that exact statement. Attorney, Describe most of them or any of them that you can recall. Defendant, well, all the things before this. Attorney, can you be more specific, please, ma'am? Defendant, well, telling me for an entire week that she had specific conversations with Crystal that are now repeating on the internet, telling me that she never thought Crystal would repeat those conversations and that she had specifically with her on the internet, her telling the police those exact same things or never showing back up to work Monday when I texted her on Saturday and said, what's going on? And she said, I do not know anything. We never spoke after that. H and I were best friends. There's no reason we wouldn't speak. Attorney, and when you're saying, because y'all are stupid, you're referring to H, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, any other bad things we hadn't talked about or specifically identified you're referring to there? Defendant, I feel like this kind of sums it up. Attorney, objection non-responsive. I don't understand that answer. Defendant, I feel like the things that I listed in these requests for admission sums up the bad things that she did. Attorney, well, that's cool, but what other bad things specifically I've got to know for the record? We talked about that first week. Now, what other bad things are you referring to? The statement she gave to the Bartonville PD? 
Defendant, yes. And the statements she gave to me and our friends and my family. Attorney, okay. What statements did she give to your friends? Defendant, that Crystal's crazy and that she's a psychopath and that she was scared of her. Attorney, and what friends did she give that statement to? Defendant, the ones I had mentioned earlier on. Attorney, can you give them to me? And then the defendant lists several names that my attorney had already asked her about prior. Attorney, and this is the one where you say that she said Crystal was a psychopath. Defendant, yes. Attorney, now you also mentioned that she had said some things to your family. Defendant, yes. Attorney, roughly the same thing. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and would that be to H? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, anybody else in your family? Defendant, my son was there too. Attorney, on page 13, request for admission number 63, it says, Dear Lord, Crystal is going to eat H up and spit her out, and I hate watching it, even though I shouldn't care. And I'm not being soft like people say. It's really sad to watch. She's a profanity psycho, though, and there's no fixing that. So when you're talking about the profanity psycho, are you referring to Crystal? Defendant, correct. Attorney, so request for admission number 67 on the bottom of page 13, you admit to making the following statement. I hired a handy-dandy forensic accounting firm to figure it out. I have no idea, to be honest. I wouldn't have expected this much. So what did you hire the forensic accounting firm to do? Defendant, well, they were supposed to be going through. Honestly, when I hired them, I didn't even know what to tell them to look for, and that's why we ended up not going forward because I didn't know at the time. Attorney, and who was the firm? Defendant lists a firm. Attorney, and where are they located? Defendant, I think in Plano. Attorney, and when did you hire them? Defendant, I don't know. It was my husband who did all of this. Attorney, well, it was obviously before November 17th, 2020. Defendant, yeah. Attorney, so sometime in November 2020. Is that about right? Defendant, maybe. You would have to ask her husband directly. Attorney, and what did they find out? Did they not do any work? Defendant, I didn't have them hardly do anything because I didn't know what to do, honestly, and I didn't want to use that firm. Attorney, why not? Defendant, I just didn't know what to tell them to look for. So earlier in this deposition, the defendant said that she did not have a forensic accountant. Now she's saying that she had hired one, but she didn't really know what to tell them to look for, so she didn't move forward. If you hire an accountant, you don't tell them what to look for. That is their job. So once again, another inconsistency. However, the defendant made many social media posts claiming that she had forensic accounting help. I know with our forensic accountant in the beginning, they were like, it's like looking for a needle in a haystack and you don't know what the needle looks like and the haystack all looks the same. So, but we got it. So don't you worry. H's attorney goes on to say, well, was there another firm you would have liked to use? Defendant, no, I'll just use no firm and not be doing this. Attorney, did you talk to any other accounting firm about doing a forensic audit? Defendant, since then? Attorney, yes, ma'am. Defendant, yes, sir. Attorney, okay, and which firms, how many? Defendant, I'm going to have one now. Attorney, and which firm is that? Defendant, I don't know their name. I just know his name. And then she lists a name. Attorney, do you know his last name? Defendant, I can get it for you. Attorney, and what is specifically this person doing for you right now? Defendant, making sure all my finances are correct for the last couple of years. I want to know if my tax returns are correct. Attorney, so he's not doing any kind of audit of your social media accounts. Defendant, no, he's an accountant. Attorney, I'm going to look on page 14 at request for admission number 69, and I'm not going to read the whole statement, but you admit to making the following statement in part, because I would love to be able to show surveillance video of her sitting at the table in front of me while she's typing about 
about me on the website and I'm over here thinking she is making a spreadsheet, LOL. To whom are you referring to? Defendant, one of my vendors. Attorney, and that's the her sitting at the table? Defendant, yes. Attorney, because I would love to be able to show surveillance. Defendant, oh no, Crystal, I say her name. There has never been any surveillance turned over of me making any posts on Gomi. And quite frankly, I probably was making a spreadsheet in whatever situation she's talking about. The attorney goes on to say, oh right, the next one request for admission number 70, you admit to making the following statement. Oh, H said that Crystal would make fake cash projections to make it look like I was going broke. So you state that H said Crystal would make fake cash projections, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, when did she tell you that? The week of, we were on Red Rock Road going towards my house in Bartonville. And it was, I want to say November 3rd. I think it was that day too. Because at the same time, I logged into Chase and tried to show her my bank balance and she wouldn't look at it. And I knew something was wrong. Attorney, and have you conducted any investigation as to whether Crystal actually made fake cash projections? And I assume by your answer that you've gotten the results. The defendant says yes. So the defendant has often claimed that I made fake cash projections, which I did not make fake cash projections. I made cash projections to the best of my ability. But she says that I made fake cash projections that showed that she was going broke. On March the 4th of 2022, the defendant made an Instagram story where she says that her bank account is overdrawn by negative $5,600. So she claims that I was making cash projections saying that she was going broke. In fact, I was trying to advise her on her finances because I saw some concerning things. And then later she admits that she in fact has an overdrawn bank account. H's attorney goes on to say, request for admission 72. You state, but they were literally tormenting me. They were telling me everything I was saying at night and they were it. When you're referring to they, are you referring to H and Crystal? Defendant, yes. Attorney, page 15, request for admission number 76, you admit to making the following statement in part. We've definitely had some ex-employees removing followers from our social media accounts. What ex-employees are you referring to? Defendant, I believe Crystal did that. Attorney, and you say ex-employees, plural. Are you also referring to H? Defendant. So in my business, I always, and I've always said this on social media, I always refer to things in multiples. Like I say we, and it's just me. I say, oh, today we're going to do this, and it's just me who does it. I've even communicated on social media about how annoying it is to do that, but it's just a habit to do that, I guess. It's annoying because it's not like it is just me. Sometimes when I'm like, oh, we're going to pack boxes today, it's just me packing a box, but I'll tell you if I thought it was H at any time. Attorney. So I believe and I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, but I wanted to clear something up while I'm thinking of it. You said that she logged into your iCloud account. Defendant nods her head. Attorney, and you determined that that was that she was logged on in the neighborhood where she lived. Defendant, I don't know if the neighborhood in Attorney, okay, did you do any investigation to determine whether or not that information was correct? Defendant, what do you mean? Attorney, did you just take it at face value that it was obviously her? Defendant, well, it says H's MacBook on my computer. Once again, there's never been any evidence turned over that H's MacBook was logged into the defendant's iCloud. The defendant goes on to say, so I don't know anybody else. She started bringing her MacBook to work and she never used to do that before. And I thought that was a little bit weird, but she started 
started staying at my house really late every night on that MacBook. Attorney, do you have any other evidence that she logged onto your iCloud account besides that? Defendant, besides her saying she did, H's attorney says objection non-responsive because that evidence will be what it is. But other than that, are you relying on anything else? To base that conclusion, defendant, no, I went to Apple's website and Apple told me that H's MacBook was logged into my personal iCloud at the time. Attorney, any other evidence of that? Defendant, no. Attorney, request for admission number 78 on page 15. You admit to making the following statement. Hey, Crystal and H are going to call CPS on y'all if you don't quit. Why would they call CPS? I assume this is a response to something, but what did you mean by that statement? Defendant, because they, no, I shouldn't say they, because on the troll blog, it had made several references to someone calling CPS on me on a constant basis and Crystal had openly talked about calling CPS. Not that she did call CPS on different people, but that she would make comments about calling CPS about certain people. I shouldn't have said H because I don't think she would call CPS. Attorney, okay, now looking at page 17 of that exhibit, request for admission 90, you admit to making the following statement. They definitely were disgusting psychopaths we agreed, the grossest kind. They were hate-filled, disgusting psychopaths, but you are they. Now let's parse this out a little bit. When you say they definitely were disgusting psychopaths. You're referring to Crystal and H. Defendant, no, because Crystal would tell me that the people on the troll blogs were so gross, they're psychopaths. You're not like that. You're great. All these great things, which were in those text messages that were deleted, and then it ended up being her doing this stuff. So you are they. That's gross. How do you? Attorney, and who is a you? Defendant, Crystal was they. Like we would talk about the trolls as if they were other people. Attorney, right, I hear you, but you and they are both referring to Crystal here? Defendant, yes. This post that the statement came from is the Lucifer and Judas post, which the defendant made about H and I. So once again, she has made this post clearly referencing H and I, but she's taking this one statement and saying that it's only referring to me. H's attorney goes on to say, okay, and on page 18, request for admission number 94, you admit to making the following statement. I'll be enjoying these trees while two idiots get to anticipate when the police will show up at their doors. The two idiots you refer to there are Crystal and H, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and on request for admission 95, I'm not going to read the whole post, but you admit to the following post in part. It's the last sentence. I have to say that, but there are some very ignorant and jealous people out there, as we've recently figured out. Are the ignorant and jealous people including H and Crystal? Defendant, actually no. Attorney, who are you referring to? Defendant, just Crystal, because I don't think H was jealous. I think H got caught up. Attorney, but you were referring to H though. Defendant, no, I never thought she was jealous. Attorney, do you think she was ignorant? Defendant, I don't think that's what I would define as ignorant either. I don't think this is what I would define as ignorant. So he took the end of this statement, but this actually comes from request for admission number 95, which in full reads, to be clear to the crystals and H's of the world who want to be negative. And so later in that post, she says there are some very ignorant and jealous people out there, but here in her deposition, she's suddenly saying that that does not apply to H. H's attorney goes on to say, and now request for admission 96, you admit to the following statement. I'm searching for pictures of us, but the two stupid trolls hacked into my old phone and that's where we had the best pictures. The two stupid trolls you're referring to are H and Crystal, right? Defendant. I don't know. I don't remember saying that. And it says that I did. Attorney. Well, it wouldn't be anybody else if you're being that specific, would there? Defendant. Yeah, it could be very well. Attorney. And request for admission 97, you admit to the 
following statement. Unfortunately, we've had some creepers that we're all too familiar with messaging customers. I sure wish those two girls would find something else to do with their time. And by creepers and the two girls, both those phrases refer to H and Crystal, right? Defendant, yeah, but at the time, I never thought that H was messaging customers at that time. So that's kind of like two statements in one statement because I would tell you if I thought that H was messaging customers. Attorney, fair enough. Let's break it out. Unfortunately, we've had some creepers that we're all too familiar with messaging customers. Now by creepers, who are you referring to there? Defendant, probably, I don't know because you don't know who the people were, honestly. That's the truth. Attorney, well, you knew there were two girls because you will go on to say, I sure wish those two girls. So you had to have been thinking about two specific people, right? Defendant, yeah, I guess so. Attorney, and that would be H and Crystal, right? Defendant, well, I wouldn't say I've never, yeah, I wouldn't say that I've never thought H like messaged a customer directly. I know that she's talked to some since then, but I don't think, attorney, okay, who other two girls would you be referring to there? Defendant, I don't know. I need to go see where I said that. Attorney, and when you say that H messaged customers, what are you specifically referring to and when did it happen? Defendant, well, I've just had other friends, customers say they received messages like that they thought were H, but I've never accused her publicly of saying that because I don't know if she did or if she didn't and I do not want to know. Next time on False and Defamatory. Defendant says, yes, from my desktop computer. So I would like to point out that this entire time that she has told this story about H going into her closet and tapping allow, that H was allowing access to the defendant's iCloud to the defendant's own desktop computer. She says right here, yes, from my desktop computer. So all of her allegations that H was accessing her iCloud and right here, the defendant just said that H was allowing iCloud access to the defendant defendant's own desktop computer. They deleted more than 1,500 blog posts and diary entries. By they, are you referring to Crystal and H? Defendant, I'm referring to whoever got into my iCloud and deleted my notes section. Attorney, well, you've already stated that you believe H, without permission, accessed your iCloud account. Defendant, uh uh-huh. Attorney, all right. Do you believe that H was responsible for deleting 1,500 blog posts and diary entries? Defendant, I don't think she would do that. Attorney, so the discrepancies are, if I understand your testimony correctly, is that she only told the Bartonville PD 40% of what she said a couple of days earlier. Defendant, yeah, and that's being generous. This is another inconsistency that I've already brought up. On page 50, the defendant said that H told the police the same thing as what she told her attorney friend, and here she says it was only 40%, and that's being generous. Remember, but I caught H off guard on November 3rd. She didn't know we were going to talk about Crystal. I just brought it up. So by the time November 6th came around, she had time to now converse with Crystal, tell her what's going on. In my mind, let Crystal tell her what to say. And then by November 6th, it's a much more demure story. H had showed me a text message. I think we produced it to you. Where Crystal texted her numerous times saying, like, I'm worried about you. How come you're not answering me? Please answer me. Just let me know you're okay over and over again. So my text with Steph regarding H, we were both concerned about her, was on November 4th, 2020 at 9.18 a.m. And Steph Steph said, is she alive? I said, don't know. Steph said, what? And I said, hasn't contacted me in 24 hours. So once again, this was on November the 4th at 9.18 a.m., which would suggest the last time that I had contact with H was before November 3rd at 9.18 a.m. The defendant did not take H to her attorney friend's office until the afternoon of November the 3rd. So her story about how we've had communication between November 3rd and November 6th is incorrect. 
And they were things that H and I talked about that I feel like H probably repeated them to Crystal. Attorney, when you say you feel like, is that just suspicion? Defendant, an opinion, yes. Attorney, okay, so you don't have any actual facts. Defendant, no. Attorney, and tell me every fact upon which you allege based that opinion other than you've just decided. Defendant, I just decided. Attorney, okay, so no facts other than you just decided. Defendant, that's correct. Defendant says, I do not know factually that she participated in it. So once again, she is admitting that she has no evidence, no facts, no nothing. I do not have any tangible evidence to prove that Crystal Wrighton participated in the deletion of the blog post in my phone. Attorney, and you want to press criminal charges and have her convicted so she has a mugshot. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and are you pressing criminal charges right now? Defendant, if I can find the evidence. Attorney, but in January of 2020, you didn't have any evidence because you're still trying to find the evidence, right? Defendant, yeah. Do you believe that any statements that you've made identified in these admissions or in this lawsuit are true? Defendant says, yes, sir. I would like to say we are currently on page 279 and repeatedly in this deposition, the defendant has said that she has no facts whatsoever to base any of her allegations on. So her story, once again, is not factual and is highly inconsistent. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could ask accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or 
her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.